It is easy for worship leaders to feel alone. There is tremendous pressure on us each week to perform, to lead, and to help direct an amazing experience of worship and connection to God. But it's so overwhelming. There's no place to go to talk through these unique challenges worship leaders face. Welcome to the table. Hey guys, welcome to the next episode of The Table. My name is Jason Squires and I am the host of this podcast. This month we're talking about identity in in creativity and artistry and worship life and all of those things. And today uh, we're we're joined by Chandler Lettner. Chandler, how's it going, man? Man, thank you so much for having me. It's going great, bro. It's so good to be here. I'm excited. This is going to be a this is going to be fun. Tell us about you. Tell us about Chandler and, you know, before we hopped on, you're kind of talking about like all the different kind of hats you wear in traveling life and tell us a little bit about you. Yeah, man. So I am uh, not only like a recording artist and touring and um, writing and doing all that fun stuff, but I'm also a pastor at my local church, lead the creative arts team. And, um, and yeah, just kind of, I've been at this church for two, over two years, two and a half years. It's my third Christmas Eve this weekend uh, here at this church. And so uh, that's been really great. But yeah, even before that, I went full-time with music and have just been traveling and writing and recording ever since then. And I produce all my own stuff. So I'm actually not traveling for the production side of things. That's like one of my favorite parts of what I do is the recording side. But, um, but yeah, traveling a lot to write and going to Nashville twice a month. Cause I don't actually live there, but I'm there like 10, 15 days a month, which has been kind of crazy, but, <clears throat> but yeah, man. So traveling to Nashville, writing and recording and, or really writing and, and meeting with my team and all those kind of fun things. And then uh, when I'm home, leading worship in my church, when I'm not touring and doing whatever. So yeah, kind of a lot and a lot of craziness, but it's all, it's all so fun. I love it all. So good. So yeah. good. And uh, and, and you did, did I see that you, you do a lot with your wife too on, on the worship yeah. side? Yeah. So we're kind of leaning away from that this year a little bit. Um, just kind of, we have a, we have a son. And so that's obviously an added element to life and things that, happen. And so uh, we had been doing a duo for a long time this year. I've got my first solo record coming out. Um, I've got my first kind of collection of projects. I actually have two albums kind of ready to go. I don't know if they're going to both be released this year or not. I don't even know if I'm supposed to say that, but uh, I do have two (laughs) records. And so I am excited about that. But yeah, so this year will be my first time kind of leaning into some some more solo stuff and and whatever that kind of ends up being. Yeah. So... So good. Well, let's let's jump in, man. Let's talk about identity. This is a this is a fun thing as an artistry and a creative, and I mean, especially somebody in your world that wears the different hats in all yeah. all things. Kind of the thing is, you, you, you you're not doing like you're you're not like a real estate agent and a worship leader. You're doing <laughs> yeah. everything that's kind of pouring into the same into the yeah, same boat. But like, sure. so like worship nights, songwriting, concerts, you know, leading ministry, traveling, all the things. Um, are some of the things that, that are on you mentioned on your plate. How do you keep mm-hmm. your identity in who you are and not what you do? Like as, and how do you keep it like, w- like this is who I am and those are the things that I do. Like, how do you kind of walk that line between, between all of the different hats that you're wearing? Yeah, man, that's a great question. And if I'm being fully honest, I think it's one of the things I've struggled with the most in my journey is just like kind of, balancing that line of like, because I, I'm a Enneagram three, if anybody knows what that means, who's listening, yeah. I'm sure if you're listening to worship stuff, you probably know, cause that's a big church thing. But, um, but so like Enneagram three, very like driven and motivated, but that also comes with like this place of like wanting to prove something and to achieve all these different things and to do all this stuff that I think sometimes it can be like my greatest gift, but it can also be my biggest struggle because it tends to then make things about myself and not about who I'm doing it for ultimately, which is Jesus. And so like, I think 
and then finding my identity in those things. Like when you work really, really hard at something and it's something that I kind of pride myself in is having a strong work ethic and working really hard to get really good at the things I care about and all those things. Like, I love that about myself, but then I also at sometimes hate it. Cause then it kind of pulls me away from like what the ultimate goal is in what I'm doing. And so I think for me, like intentionality, that might sound super general or cliche or whatever, but I think for me, like the intentionality of being like, okay, even though I feel this way of like my identity is in these things that I wish they weren't in, like I have to be intentional every single day, every single performance, every single writing session, every single production time, like whatever it is, I have to be so intentional about reminding myself like, okay, if this is really good or really bad, if this is you know, like if, if, if I feel great about my performance or if I feel terrible about it, if I messed up, if my voice cracked, if I did anything kind of, you know, bad, like it, it all, I have to be reminded that like, it all still glorifies Jesus and it all is made to be coming back to him. And so like finding my identity in Jesus and not in the things that I'm doing for Jesus has been such a hard battle. And I think a lot of people that lead worship or write or do whatever that might be listening to this probably have felt similarly because we are on a stage performing and being the the voice and the front man. And it can be so hard to forget that it's not about you or so, so hard to even not like to find your identity in what you're doing and about the things you care so much about. Because for me, I care so deeply about those things. But I think ultimately for me, I've just had to like in my spiritual time or even honestly, just in my day-to-day life, like when I'm walking outside when I'm driving home, like whatever it is, reminding myself like, okay, what I did today, whether it was great or like whether I feel like I had a good day, bad day, whatever, like that's awesome. And that went really well, but it still doesn't make me who I am. What makes me who I am is the relationship I have with Jesus and the person who's called me to do these things. And so like, I, yeah, I, I think ultimately, long story short, I think my answer would just be my intentionality and my spiritual walk. Have you ever thought about if we took Jesus out of worship, I mean, in, in essence, we're just a cover band. Like yeah, we're, yeah, absolutely. Right? On a Sunday morning, you're like, I'm, I'm playing somebody else's music. So mm-hmm. Maybe my own, maybe somebody else's music on a Sunday morning. And collectively, we're all singing together the yeah. same, like the song that somebody wrote. And But if you if you remove, like I've always thought, if, if I took Jesus out of this, yeah, it's karaoke. Like, yeah, I mean, we're, I mean, I mean, it's like, we, if you yeah. break it down to the bottom <laughs> of it, right? And yeah. then like, do I, am I, did I... Do I want to live a life of doing karaoke the rest of my life? Do I want right. to live like live to just write and sing and play and or is there like a the the, the bigger side of it? And mm-hmm. um, so I love I love just reminding yourself like Jesus, like yeah. I, where you're rooted and why you do it and what what kind of drives that mm-hmm. drives that scenario, especially in the in the worship side and in um, in the in the kind of living on both sides because you because you have the artist hat. And I know, I mean, people say like artistry versus like leading worship. It's like, you know, you're still on a stage doing a concert, you know, but, sure. but you're there's like Jesus, you're still pointing people to Jesus in that space. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Even, even if it's not like, if it's not just like I'm leading worship in this space, it's like, no, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm still pointing people to Jesus when you're up on stage. Yeah. And in, in that, in that regards, um, now in, um, as a worship leader and as an artist, uh, as a creative, as somebody who kind of can drift back and forth, I think it's it's important to remind people that like it's you're not uh, this isn't something that you like flip a switch and you just arrived and it works. Yeah, like this is a drift like you drift from left to right in yeah, yeah. in in this space. What are some markers or some checkpoints that we could use to make sure that 
we we remain confident in who we are and and not and don't drift towards being solely focused on our output. Um, does that question make sense? Kind of I like think it does. Yeah. yeah. And I think that it's a question that I've been asking myself since I started just because yeah. of my, my level of like achievement focus and all these things. Like, yeah. um, it can be really hard for me to consistently like remind myself of those markers. But, um, because I think a lot of, like a lot of times for me, I've, so I grew up playing basketball. Sports was a big part of my life. Like my family's big into sports, football, basketball, all the, all those things. And so, um, for me, this was actually like, basketball in my life for a long time was was this kind of same thing of like my focus was on output of like when I play really well or when I'm working really hard or when I'm doing these things like I felt my I felt my success or my like achievement in how well I played and so then carrying that into like life and finding a career in music after that um that those things can still be true and like markers can still be a great way to like kind of get you make sure you're on the right path and doing all those things. But I think for me, like the biggest thing is again, that just intentional reminder of being like, okay, but when I am hitting those markers in the actual like practical things that I'm doing, I also have to remind myself that that does drift towards more of an output focus than it does a spiritual focus or a Jesus focus that I have to very intentionally remind myself of and consciously think about like, I, I do focus on like, man, when I produce a song and that might be the best feeling ever when you like finish the production of a song and it like sounds really cool and you love where it's at. Or even like for me, I mix a lot of times I mix my own music too. like after the production, then I go and mix it. So when you have like the fine, basically the final song is done and you fully did everything. Like there can be such a high level of achievement that you feel at that moment. Um, but then remembering like if this song standing on its own is about Jesus, but you're only focused on the output of how cool it sounds at the end or how cool the production is, you know, whatever it is like, yeah, that that's cool. And that's great. And those things are not bad necessarily, but if the ultimate goal is that rather than what that song is then going to point people towards. And I think we've kind of lost touch with what we're doing a little bit as worship leaders or worship artists or Christian art, you know, whatever it is. And so I think like for me at the end of every achievement, like for somebody that focuses so hard on achievement at the end of every achievement, the thing I try to do, and I'm not always great at it, but the thing I try really hard to do is like hear it, be proud of it, but then remind myself that that's not the end. That's honestly just the beginning of it. And there's such a greater goal that that song has or that thing has, whatever it is. Now, now you have a new song that I, I want to talk about in this yeah. in this in this conversation. Yeah, tell us about your new song, and in this in this frame of reference, kind of how that how that sits, like as you wrote it and produced it. And it's when this episode, uh, this episode is is just is it, we are just after the release of the of, of okay. your new song. So tell okay. us about it. Tell us about it. Yeah, man, absolutely. So this song, I'm very excited about, and it's actually it's a cool song to be talking about this because this is one that I kind of. So I wrote it with a buddy of mine named Chris Cleveland, who some of y'all listening might know as Stars Go Dim is his artist name. Uh, he's a CCM artist, been on the radio, done all that fun stuff, and it was our first time meeting and writing together, and this was. February of 2022, uh, which at this point, when the, when the song comes out, it's going to be a month shy of two years since we wrote it. And so um, that's not something I've ever done super well is be patient about anything, let alone songs that I really love releasing. But um, in this one, kind of practically, I felt like there, I, I needed to like kind of wait until the right time to release it because I felt so strongly about the song, which I'll tell you why and some of those kind of things here in just a second. But I, I just, I love the song so much and I felt like it could really do something really cool for the kingdom and just like the, the, 
the um, idea of the song and how it related to me. I felt like other people could relate. So I kind of wanted to wait until I had more of a team together that could help launch it and release it well. And so now looking two years later past the release and I had it produced almost immediately after we wrote it. So it was like... Well, you've been sitting on the production of it that long too, not not just the song. Yeah, man, wow. I recorded like basically 80% of the song I recorded within the first month and a half that it had been written. And then I sat on that recording for almost two years. Wow. And so, yeah, so it's just really crazy to hold on to something that long. But now at this point, having like a record label who can help push it and who can help like get it out to the people that need to hear it a little bit more. And then like also I started posting about it on social media in October, like late October. And it just it kind of like i wouldn't say blew up but it definitely went viral and especially for me as somebody who hasn't had a song really do this well on social media um it got it has almost a thousand pre-saves today and we still got about a month until it comes out and so oh well sorry at this point it'll be out but yeah from when we're recording this we'll have about a month till it comes out so there's still a little bit more time to uh to get some pre-saves so it's just been really cool to kind of see like the response be what i had hoped it to be even before it comes out like right now knowing like not knowing how it's going to do on DSPs like on Spotify and Apple Music, not knowing how any of the streaming is going to go, but just knowing that on social media, people have connected to it and have really needed to hear the message that I felt like I needed in the time we wrote it. It's been really cool to just kind of see like waiting was the right move. And yep. like, I'm so excited for what the Lord's going to do with it. Cause I feel like there's so much for this song that he's going to do that. I can't even quite imagine because it's my first time really experiencing, like it'll be my first label release outside of Christmas songs. We just put out a couple of Christmas songs this in the last month or two, but um, it'll be my first label release. And it's first time I've ever had this many pre-saves, like all those things. So I'm really excited about it, but um, is it cool? Do you have any, can I tell you about like kind of writing it? Tell me, I was man. At? Tell okay, me. Cool. I love, this is, this is great. Awesome, man. Yeah. So like when I was writing it, kind of some of the reasons why I like loved it so much and why I felt like it was so special um, is just that like, so when I was writing it with Chris, uh, again, it was our first time sitting down and I wrote the, what became the first verse. I actually had written that as a chorus and I brought it to Chris and I was like, Hey, this is maybe something we could work on together. And he really liked it. And he was like, bro, I almost wonder if we make it a verse. And then we try to write like a, a chorus. And, um, and I kind of told him about some of the places I was in and I'm fairly new to, to making music. I mean, when it comes to like, as a full-time artist or anything, I've only been doing it since 2021 full-time. And even then had no idea what I was doing. And you kind of, you figure out so many things along the way, but this was like a year into being full-time with music. Um, I was just kind of in a space where like, initially I kind of got a lot of, a lot of traction, I would say, or not even necessarily in streaming or anything, but in like people kind of believing in what I was doing. So meaning like I had like, i booked three festivals my first summer ever doing music. Um, it was b- before my first record even ever came out. I had three festivals book me to come do that album. And so it was just like a really cool God thing. And I felt like in that time, again, very naive and not kind of knowing about the industry, quote unquote, like not knowing how anything worked. I just kind of was like, wow, I'm about to step into something really cool and something I've always dreamt of doing, but had no idea what it meant. But in that time, which is true, but in that time, not knowing kind of the steps it would take to get there. And I, I always tell people like the further I get into full-time music, the further behind I realize I am. Cause there's just so many steps it takes to really get where you want to be. <laughs> um, but so when I was talking to Chris, I was just like, man, I feel like the industry, like, and kind of the, not necessarily the bad parts of the industry, but just like the hard parts of the industry. It's so hard as like an achiever. And as somebody who really like focuses on like the yes and no's or just like to get told no, or to, to like be in this season of just like drought of like, man, nobody's saying yes right now. I can't get this deal to work out or I can't get this show to book me or I can't get this, whatever it is. And so kind of just sat down and talked about like 
ultimately, I feel like this song is just me being like coming to the realization that even through all the hard, even the good and the bad, like in the in the good times and the yeses, but also in the hard times and the nos, um, kind of just come into the c- conclusion, the understanding that ultimately, if I have more of Jesus in my life, and if I have like deeply rooted myself in Him, then all of these things, the industry stuff, is not going to matter because He is going to get me where I need to be, and I just have to trust the process, which. It's hard for me to do sometimes, but I think this song was just so big for me in that and reminding myself like, so the song's called More of You. I don't know if we said that, Um, but so like more of you, just this idea of like, ultimately, if I have more of Jesus, everything is going to be okay because he's going to take me where I need to be. He's going to get me where I need to go. And I just have to trust that I'm on the right journey to that spot. And so then like holding on to that and just being like, man, this is, this is personal to me, but I also think that people could relate to this because there's so many things. And I've played it on tour for two years now and people have connected to it. And so like seeing that kind of response in the rooms was cool. Cause it was like a little bit of like a, okay, it does have some moment, like not even necessarily momentum, but it does have some like draw to people that, that I'm, I'm sensing and I'm noticing and people even coming up to me after and saying or whatever, but then to kind of see like, holding on to it, just being like the right thing. And now people are deeply connecting to what I have felt. And like, I mean, I've gotten so many comments on social media. I have multiple videos, like 500,000 views, like 20,000, 30,000, 40,000, 50,000, all the hundred thousand, like it just so many videos doing so well. And all these thousands and thousands of comments then coming in, just people being like, man, like I pray to this song every day because I've never connected to God deeper than when I heard that. Wow. Like, that as somebody who writes music about Jesus, it doesn't get better than that. Like, no, it, right. There's no greater like kind of really achievement as you know like there's no greater achievement or accolade than somebody saying this song brought me to the throne room more than anything i've ever heard or anything that i've ever kind of experienced and so just to hear that is so encouraging there's so much just kind of that i feel god is already doing with this song and we're a month away from it being released and hopefully by this time people can go listen to it and yep. and um so so yeah more of you a song i'm very excited about it's actually so some things have kind of been changed after seeing how well it's done and how much people have connected to it but this is actually going to be the title song to my first solo record so more of you the album will be coming later this year and um, so i'm really excited about that but yeah i I can't wait to see what happens with this song i was going to ask you if it was the if it was the track if it was a track behind a record because you mentioned having those records if it was sitting there with more more to come absolutely yes we've got Definitely, we're going to put out three singles over the course of the first three or four or five months into the year. Yep. Um, so there'll be a lot more music coming if you if anybody follows along, they'll see. But but yeah, this is the the start of it, and we're really excited, just me and my team, about how the start is kind of going so far. When we were when I was setting up the the, the concept for this month with talking about identity, and then I heard your song more of you. I mean, because I got I'm, I got to hear it, which is like crazy. It's so good. You guys you guys <laughs> have to go listen to it. But like, thank you, bro. Listen into the song "More of You." You can't write a song "More of You" without giving it to Jesus in mm-hmm. this space. Like, you can't, you can't just go. I want more of you, Jesus. I hope this song does well. It's like this, like yeah. the like the identity of the writing is in the writing, like in mm-hmm. the identity of like bringing it back to uh, like a space of going. I want, I need more Jesus in order mm-hmm. for in order for life to be where I, in order for where I'm going to go in ministry or where I'm going to go, like you, it's not, you're not trying to launch off your own pad. You're trying to literally build, building a life off the foundation of, of that. And I love that this is, you mentioned this being your first label release. Like it feels like beginning, kind of beginning the launch for you 
Ulti- is yeah, yeah. building off of a space of if this is going to go anywhere or do anything, I mm. want to launch off Jesus. Yeah, man, it's- that couldn't be more accurate. Like, I feel like that's so real and so true for me right now. And just like, j- just seeing how all the pieces kind of come to have come together is really cool and really crazy, but it's exactly what you're saying. Like this song was supposed to be like a feature song on another record, but not the title song or not like kind of the launch. But I feel like this really is like the beginning of something for me. Like I've been working very hard over the last three years or whatever to, to make music that I love and appreciate and enjoy. But like, I feel like this is actually the beginning of like a true, not only like building of an audience or building of like any kind of career for myself, but really more just the building of like what Jesus is going to do through me. And like, it all starts with me actually recognizing that I need more of Jesus. And I think it's just such a cool Testament to who God is in that space. I love when artists come out of leading worship first because yeah. I feel like it feel like it's I know this is no dig on any other artist that that started as yeah. a songwriter and but like when you are when you come from a foundation of I'm on stage to lead people to Jesus like that's my mm-hmm. my calling in life is to stand up and lead people to Jesus, using music as a as an element to get there when you go out and then you know are now standing on stage with stuff that you've written and people are like you are like my my heart is to lead people to Jesus like that's mm-hmm. um so absolutely yeah man and it's really cool just like there's been i could talk for hours about how many things god's done in the process but i think just like a really cool kind of example and this is kind of random but not uh, of something that like just shows kind of god in this process has been like so i just signed with a with a new manager here uh, in the last couple months and our actual start date was december 1st so literally like a few weeks ago and um but something that's really cool is he's an independent management um, guy. And so he, he doesn't have like a ton of clients or anything right now, uh, but he's he's amazing and he's worked with everybody you can imagine. Um, but he just started this independent thing, branched off on his own, and he called it uh, 119 Collective. And it's just, it's like a personal testimony to him about his, some of his journey. Um, and it's, I believe Psalm 119, if I'm not saying that wrong, Chris, if you hear this, I'm sorry. If it's not Psalm 119, <laughs> it's something 119. Leviticus 119. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Psalm 119. Yeah. Psalm 119. Uh, yeah, I think it's Psalm. And I, again, Chris, I'm sorry if that's not right, but whatever it is, it's 119. And so that's where the kind of the name for his, his company started. And when we got together, me and the label had already kind of planned on like the release for this song and some of the future releases. So we were strategizing about this release and the song comes out January 19th, which is 119. And it was just like a really cool example of like, dang, God is doing something really cool in this space. And like with this song, with this career, with this team that he's put in front of me that I can't even believe I have like a team of people that are helping me with my music now. Like I've been doing everything for so long and it's just like, it's so cool, but that's just like an example of like this song coming out on a day that ties with the people that God has put in front of me and just like all the things. It's so cool. That's amazing. Now, did you guys set up the date and then realize, or did you realize? Yes. Yeah. yeah, no, it, it was, was like, literally Wait a like, it was like the label and I had already talked within the last few months. Like uh, we, I signed with uh, integrity music and uh integrated they've got a really cool kind of like independent artist distribution kind of thing and they're awesome but so i signed with them in uh august and and probably in september or october we kind of landed on this date of january 19th and then and, i signed with chris in december chris estes is his name and he was like so when's the song come out and i told him january 19th he's like man my company's called 119 like this is crazy and just <laughs> it was like such a cool thing yeah i love those moments where you sit back and you go only god yeah, there's exactly. only the only response. The only option here is, yeah, I'm not a, I don't believe in coincidence. I'm not. It's like it's like that's the only Absolutely. thing here is like God, God, God sets a, set that up 
to be 100%. that way. Yeah. Now, can you talk a little bit to the creative that might be listening that is realizing they are so wrapped up in what they do that mm. that's where they sit? And if for some reason music was taken away, that that is, I would be left with nothing. Like, how do you, and how would you, how would you talk to that person and go, man, I want to turn the ship back mm. towards where I should be? What are some ways maybe to kind of get me back in line with, who I am and not what I do. Yeah, man, that's a great question. I think I'll be talking to myself in a lot of this too. So nobody feel like I, you know, like I don't have it. I don't know anything, but I do know that like God is the focus and has to be the focus. And so something that like, something that I try to remind myself of, first of all, somebody told this to me one time when I kind of presented a similar question or um, just kind of thing, like a fear of mine, just in my identity and finding it so hard to like, to not be fearful of losing certain things. Like I love singing so much. I love performing so much. I love recording so much. Like if anything were to be taken away, like I think I'd have a really hard time with it. So the first thing I want to tell people that have that same kind of similar struggle is like somebody told me this and I, I really kind of clung onto it. And, it. and it was just that like God's heart is to never take away the things from you that he's put into you. Like he really, he gave you this desire and this calling for a reason. So like though I still get fearful about it, I have to remind myself like his goal is to not remove the things he's gifted me with and the desires he's gifted me with. Like his goal is never, so like, I don't think that God is taking those things away from you necessarily, but he might be, you you know, you might be in a certain situation or certain season that you do lose the ability to do something. Maybe it's for a stretch or maybe it's forever. And hopefully that's never the case for anybody to lose something forever. But I think I just have to remind myself, like if that is happening, the Lord's trying to teach me something in it. And so like to be mindful of listening to what the Lord is trying to tell you in that space, it's like, okay. Um, or, you know, even for me, like it's when I get sick, like in this gross time of like weather change and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> like, I feel like every time I get sick, this is, it, it stinks, but it's like, I have literally every time I'm like, man, what if my voice never comes back? Like every time I was time literally just going to ask you that. I have that, I have <laughs> yeah. that same problem. Every time it's I go, terrible. it's never, what if this is it forever? What if I have, exactly. is this nodes? Maybe I have nodes. Maybe it's yeah. isn't a sickness. Maybe I'm, I may yeah. never have a voice again. Yeah, I exactly. Understand. It is the worst feeling ever as a singer. And, and you know, it's, it's terrible. So I do get that. And then like, you know, anytime I have like a weird, like voice crack or something. Every time it's like, oh, is there something wrong? And so I think I just have to remind myself, one, that kind of tip that somebody gave me that I just shared, like God is never, like his goal is not to take something from you, you know, whatever. Yeah, and that might not always be true. There could be instances where maybe the Lord is taking something away because he's trying to get you somewhere else. I'm not God. I'm not going to tell you that it's never happened, but I'm just saying, I don't think his ultimate plan for most people is to give you this desire and this thing that you love and then to take it away from you. I just think maybe though there are lessons in the journey of like, oh, I can't do this thing right now. So like, what am I supposed to be learning through this? You know? And for me, I've just kind of leaned into like, when I don't have a voice from either, you know, like singing a lot or being sick or whatever, like it'd be like, okay, maybe this is the time to work on my songwriting or my production or whatever. And, um, and I think there's probably so many times where it's not music related. Like God's trying to maybe draw us even closer to him. So like he needs us to lose folk, like take some focus away from the achievement, the focus of like what I'm doing to just simply come back to him. And so I do think those, so I think more than anything, I would just say, if I had anything, it would just be like, listen for what God is trying to tell you in those spaces when you might not have the thing that you love so much, or you might not be able to do the thing you love so much, even if it is sickness or whatever it is keeping you from it. Like what is, the Lord trying to teach you or show you or bring you to like 
in that season, I guess, would be my biggest thing. So good, man. This is I I love I love that all of kind of your answers are coming back to like come back to Jesus. Come back mm-hmm. to Jesus. He's not he didn't leave you. He's there waiting for you. Mm-hmm. And he's got you no matter what. And yeah. uh no matter what you're going through, man. This is um yeah, it's I I've I've always whenever I get sick, man. My first, I always my my first thought tends to be, like, what if I I I can't lead worship if I don't have a voice? Mm-hmm. And it's like, and then you get to church and realize, well, there's a team of people that'll cover mm-hmm. for me, mm-hmm. like that can sing in my in my place. I can still play in part of what's going on, and I can still be a part of what's happening. Mm-hmm. But um, it's sometimes you have to learn, like, wow, there's there's more there's more to this. Like I, I'm not, I'm not the one that's needed in this space. I'm just a part of, I'm a part of a bigger picture, part of a bigger story. Absolutely, Um, man. And something I think that I've been really sitting with a lot lately and something I've been like constantly just being reminded of again and again is like, I think it's Paul that like just kind of writes about like the Lord uses the weakest people for the greatest like things. And so I just have to remind myself, like every time I get an opportunity to do something that I feel like is awesome or great or like special and spectacular, which it is, but I have to remind myself, like, I just must be one of the weakest of them all because like I'm getting to do this awesome thing. But like, I feel like when you do have those spaces where you can't sing or you can't lead and you can't do the thing you love the most also to be humbled and reminded enough to be like, I can still be part of a part of what God is doing though. And like, I can still, play guitar in the background or I can still, you know, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And so I think just being reminded that like, we are not the thing to be focused on. Like we are not the thing that matters in that space. Like our voice is not the one that needs to be heard. It's just a voice telling people about Jesus. And we get blessed enough to be the one to say that. But I think I always have to remind, and again, I'm talking to myself in all of this, like I'm a lot, a lot of times really bad about these things, but just always have to remind myself, like, it's not about the thing I'm doing. It's not about the thing that I love. It's about why I'm doing it, who I'm doing it for. And I just get to be a vessel in that. And I heard, I, I read in Mike Donahue's book one time uh, when I first started leading worship, like he, he put it as like, um, we are not so much worship leaders. We're more worship facilitators. And we are just the person we're not saying like, Hey, follow me to Jesus. We're saying, Hey, let me help show you how to get to Jesus. But you go like yourself, like I'll, I'll take you there if I have to. Um, and I, I might be saying that a little bit wrong, but I just remember that. Like, I think about that almost every Sunday of just like, worship facilitators, like getting people to Jesus, but not, not because I'm going there because he's there already waiting for them kind of thing. I love it, man. Hey, as we, as we, uh, wrap up today, um, we call our podcast the table and we've been asking this question for three, this is our third season now. Uh, and I asked this question at the end of all the podcasts. Cause I love, I love, I believe good conversation and goes hand in hand with good food. So mm. if I'm coming over to the Letner house for dinner, what is a meal that might be on the table? Man, that's a great question. And I love food, so it's an even better question. Uh, <laughs> I would say, so I've been loving lately. Um, first of all, all of my in-laws, all of my family like uh, actually are uh, like Mexican. And so there's a lot of really good food being made all the time. So um, so I would say Mexican is always a, an option. Like, yeah. and that's like probably my favorite cuisine is just like Mexican style food. Like that's, I love. So I would say Mexican's probably the most likely, but I also love, um, my other favorites would be like Chinese food. I love. And, um, and I, yeah, like general style chicken, however you say that, I might be saying that's so wrong, but, yeah. uh, but that's like my, 
go-to meal if I get like a a fun, like, oh, I, I, like this sounds really good, whatever. Um, so I would probably, if it was me, I would maybe even choose that. But I would say Mexican's going to be the most likely because everybody in my family can make Mexican food like really well. It just, I mean, having a taco in your hand, it's like oh. life is not bad. It's no, it's never better. I've honestly. never had a plate of tacos in front of me, and I'm like, you man, know, life is bad. Like it's just a good, it's a good I think day. If, if we could bring tacos on stage, it might be the best day of all time. Like if it was like you're I mean, singing and eating tacos, it, I don't think it gets better. You know, you're leading worship, you're talking about Jesus, and you're eating a taco, bro. Like I have a hard time not going to Taco Bell like <laughs> twice a week. Like I have a problem. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Hey, so you have a new single, you have music. Tell us about where we can go find it and where we can go, you know, kind of the streaming, all, your, all, your, all, the, all the ways we can connect with you and tell us how we, how, we, how we do that. Yeah, man. So on Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you listen to music, Amazon, Pandora, it's just Chandler Letner. It's just my name that you'll see here in the title. Um, so you can go listen to my stuff there and stream. Uh, I have a lot of stuff that's been out under the duo Chandler and Maria Letner. Um, that uh, you can listen to as well, but Chandler Leonard is going to be the main focus for the next year. And so go stream that, please. It's our first year kind of focusing on that. So I'd really love to get that out. But then social media obviously is so huge in music right now. So if you follow along Chandler Letner music on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube, uh, that's where I do the majority of posting and all that stuff. So, uh, Chandler Letner music, you'll find everything there. You'll see a lot of fun and random and crazy videos and mostly me singing and who knows what else I'll do some dumb stuff. I'm sure. But <laughs> <laughs> now you mentioned it happened to maybe have a couple other songs come out later this year. Can you tease us a little bit about some of those, some of those that might be coming? Is there yeah, some, dude. I'm actually really glad you asked because so a big focus of mine in making music as my own producer and even in songwriting and everything, a huge goal of mine as a artist, producer, writer is, um, making music that kind of doesn't sound like Christian music. Like I, I did a lot of worship style music that you could sing on a Sunday morning for most of my career up until now. But I think the Lord's just been really like kind of prompting me to, to break some rules and break some boundaries a little bit. And I don't know exactly where it came from other than like some of my favorite artists are like John Bellion, who does some really crazy production stuff. And, um, and I, and I, yeah, so I've just been kind of diving into a lot of that. So this year will be my first time really releasing the songs that my mind space has kind of been for the last year-ish or so. And I've recorded a lot of music in the last even six months that nobody's heard yet. Um, and so the next two singles are a couple really cool examples of that. And this next record will have kind of a good balance between like, you heard more of you. You guys yeah. can go listen to that right now. That is still very worshipful, but even that um, does have some kind of pulls in some other genres into it a little bit and you yep. kind of get some other vibes. But then like the next couple of singles, I would just say the biggest teaser would be like, there will be some unexpected moments in both of the next two singles that I'm really excited for. And I can't wait for y'all to hear and hopefully you like it. <laughs> I have no doubt. I have no doubt that, that, that it's going to be fantastic. <laughs> if it's anything, if it's any, if it's anything like you're the, more of you, man, I, I have, you have no doubt that it's going to be man. Uh, like that. That is just, I feel like it, I was listening to it the other day and I'm just like, this is so this is so good, man. People thank need to you hear so this. much. Oh, and it just, I was just, I heard it, I heard it before the release. So I'm like, this is so good. I'll keep it to myself until it's yeah. released. Like it's, <laughs> it's so good. It's so good, man. It's so, Dude, um, thank you so much. Yeah. Hey, thanks again for hanging out today and, and just absolutely sharing man. your heart for worship leaders and creatives and um, just your journey and songwriting. I love, I love that you're in a space. We're talking, talking about identity this month. I love that you're in a space that's like in between in between, you know, different hats that all kind of talk to the same thing, mm. but that you've used that as a platform to share what you're doing, how you're doing it. And I think a lot of times people, people see artists, 
that are releasing music and think, wow, I could never be that. I could never yeah. attain, reach that. I can never attain that. But yet, like it's it's you. You're sitting here going, like this is just where God has me. Like this is yeah. not. It's not. I mean, it's it's happening. Like I've never seen this kind of downloads before. Yeah. And like it's just, it's not anything that you're like. You're. It, it just. It's part of who you are. And so mm-hmm. that I love. I love that man. So, thanks and uh, thanks again. And um, everybody, we will see you back here uh, next week. Thanks for having me.